Yes Have Some podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. We got one! It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Look at him in really bad shape. Come on, please. Please. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. Sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. And now, hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast, episode 60. My name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, uh, I say that every week. Jake's already laughing at me. Yeah, Jake's got the giggles. Jake's got the giggles. He's doing a little Jake's in the deadlights. (laughs) Uh, Jake's in the deadlights. It's not supposed to be funny. Oh, is it? Um, it's fun. It's fun. Hi, guys. Hey, what's going hey, on? What's Happy 60th. Happy 60th. We're yeah. over the hill. We were over the hill a while ago. Yeah. We do this every week where we, like, assess our, like, age. Congra- congratulate ourselves yeah. for reaching hey, whatever number we are. We talk about Every it. week. Oh, boy, 60. Yeah, 60. We're good. Yeah, wow. You know. My goodness. Big dinner, huh? Yeah. Hey, episode two. Hey, way to go, guys. Big dinner. Hey, what do you guys think, pizza? We should talk about that. When we, uh, when we first started, um, all right, we, we could talk about this now. When we first started, I think like after our first episode, like the three of us talked and we were like, guys, this is going to sound a little braggy, but whatever. I was like, when we have a first episode that hits a thousand downloads, we should all go out and get a big dinner. Yeah, we're setting goals. <laughs> and, then our, bragging. and then our second episode, like, hit a thousand downloads. We're like, all right, here we go. Dinner. Dinner. <laughs> it was big. It was good. Like, yes. It was Chinese food. Yeah. yeah. I remember being like, oh, guys, we talked about Jurassic Park and uh, people seem to be really into it. So let's keep that train uh-huh. going. What do you think? Cupcakes? Yeah. <laughs> Donuts? Where did we go? I can't remember. Dave and Buster's? Uh, yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. We went to a lot of places. I went. Well, I think what we did was we got a little cocky. And we were like, well, like <laughs> we, we had so much fun at the big dinner that we were like, okay. So when we hit eleven hundred downloads, <laughs> yeah, yeah, big dinner, yeah. and it was yes. just like it was like a small number, right. Just because we wanted to go back to dinner. I think honestly, yeah. we just waited for that same episode to hit eleven hundred and went up. To dinner yeah, again. that's what I yeah. mean. It was the same episode. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we started the podcast we were like, for dinners. <laughs> Hey, when we get five episodes down, it's a supper club, big dinner. Yeah, <laughs> That's what we want yeah. to do. Well, I feel Treat. like I don't Treat. know. Do you do other podcasts like regularly hang out the people, the hosts? I don't know I'm if they sure, do. I'm sure some of them do if they live in yeah, the same, same area. Country. Yeah, that's what, we're all thinking of the cross rip right yeah, now. Yeah, Let's yeah. just admit it. When we say other podcasts, we're always thinking of the international <laughs> cross What would Chris and Troy be doing? Probably not hanging out in person. Well, Although because it's not because they don't want to. They're in just different countries. Yeah, it's hard. Different right. Countries. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the podcasts I, I, I listen to, I feel like they probably hang out. 
do do they right. do big dinners? Do they get dinners? Do they motivate the themselves with man? Not like we do. No man. <laughs> I, what's funny is I, what Abby was saying about the supper club is like I want a supper club T-shirt. Like or a robe? Like what do you wear? Like a smoking jacket? Can we get smoking jackets? So, Members just only club supper time, jackets. Supper time. Our mascot supper is the Audrey time. too. Yeah. I just feel like if we were yes. like a food, uh, a food podcast, it'd be really. Centric. It would be boring. Absolutely. Boring. We yeah. always talk about that. The soup panel at Dragon would Con be like- would be the most boring panel. I'll go to that soup panel. <laughs> soup, soup, dude. Uh, oh, we got one wonton. Oh, sorry, and it's split down the middle. Oh, what? I watched Answer the Call this week. No, last week. I kind of went crazy and turned into Chuck from uh, Better Call Saul. I didn't Uh-oh. put any holes in the wall. Sorry, spoilers. But I watched Creep Show. And Craig got home. And, Craig got home, and the living room was covered in tinfoil. Yes, it was like a little baked potato. So I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna get better. No, um. But yeah, I, I watched Answer the Call. I watched the entire director's like cut. So like the extended cut. Oh I know. wait, you watched the extended cut? I don't know what I was thinking. On was, purpose? Yeah, it was on purpose. It was kind of like background noise where I like oh. I you know I had to have some like you know I just I that wanna, extended cut is not. Yeah, fun. I had to have something on, and it kind of it was. Yeah. Did you get Holtzman, baby? I was Holtzman, baby. Uh, there was a lot going on. Did you on. have any? Were there any like revelations? Was there anything that you were like, oh wait, I do kind of like this, or or like. I really do hate this, or like, what was it like? Because it's been like a while playing since the game. When did I know I didn't like this movie? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I don't do that. Yes, you do. There, yeah, I guess I do. I was texting you. That I was like, I'm playing my game. Well, we're coming up on the one year anniversary of Answer the Call, so I'm sure we'll be doing some retrospective. Maybe we can, uh, I don't know, get some thoughts and feelings out. We'll probably watch it again. Maybe we'll do a commentary. We'll do something. Yeah. Because uh, Jake, you said you haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched it, and I, I'd like to sit down and, and go through it again. <laughs> Just go Do, through it. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I mean, I want to sit down and watch it. I, I, I haven't, you know, we and we've kind of, you know, we've we've stuck some jabs at it here and there, but, like, I feel like I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate the movie. No. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not perfect, and maybe it's not what it should have been, but um, I think, like, over time it's going to find its place you know, in the community or whatever. And I just want to watch it again and, yeah. and laugh at the things that I know I like and that are funny and, and make fun of the stuff that I know is stupid. Yeah. So, like a daytime metal festival. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like that would happen in just like the midday. Cause that <laughs> makes no sense. Um, but there's also, yeah, Hey, video Bob was in that scene. Yeah. We heard if you guys listen to the live episode, <laughs> there was a juicy tale about him. All right. God, did we just go dark? We go back and forth. Oh. Got a little dark. Got a little dark. I like it more than Batman Returns. Whoa. Do you, oh, okay. A, we'll, get, I, we'll get into that we'll later. We'll get into that. Uh, cool, cool. But, um, gosh, I hate to bring up sad news, um, but I guess we should talk about this, considering uh, we tend to be Ghostbuster-centric around these parts. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ghostbusters universe lost... One of its members mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, uh, so we're not going to harp on this. Uh, we we're not the most serious podcast in the world, but we're serious about Ghostbusters too. We're serious about Ghostbusters, and all of us are serious about Ghostbusters too, and all of us are serious about mental health awareness for sure, um, because that's super important. So, unfortunately, uh, Hank Deutschendorf, uh, who was one of the twins who played Oscar in Ghostbusters two, he passed away. Uh, yesterday, his brother Will uh, posted a long uh, post on Facebook about it. So uh, all the websites reported it, and it was actually really weird today. 
um, the like a lot of mainstream websites picked up on mm-hmm. it. Wasn't just like GB fans and Ghostbusters news. So like TMZ had it, Entertainment Weekly, uh, and Variety and other sources. So uh, it was weird just to see picture of baby Oscar, yeah. Oscar Barrett yeah. on like all these mainstream sites. Right. So uh, it was really really sad. It was a tough read. Uh, they seemed like they were very close, obviously being brothers, being yeah. twins. Um, so we won't go into all the details, but uh, we did want to mention that his brother has set up a uh, uh, a foundation called Hank's Hope for a Cure. Uh, they're raising money for mental health awareness, uh, specifically related to some of the stuff that he was going through mm-hmm. in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll put a link up on uh, Yes Have Some. I'm sure anybody listening has probably seen it out there, uh, but... Yeah, they're raising money for a good cause, mental health awareness, and hey, little uh, public service announcement. Yeah. If you're going through stuff, talk to somebody. Yeah, send us a message. <laughs> no, yeah. Don't talk to us. Don't talk to us. We're not the people We're you're talking We're <laughs> going through our own thing, girl. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, no, no, but seriously, yeah, though, yeah. if you do. Um, yeah. Or talk to us. Hey, yeah, go ahead. actually, if you need to talk we'll to us. We'll answer the call. <laughs> we'll answer That's the call, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that was really sad news. You always hate to see... Uh, you know, somebody, you know, have to deal with that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, and then it hits close to home because, I mean, we love Ghostbusters too, like people like The Godfather. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll move on from that. Sorry to get all serious. Well, you got it. Uh, somebody say some, somebody say something extremely crazy and r- rude to transition. Poop. Yeah. And thank you. Pee pants. Pee pants. Pee pants. Okay. Thank okay. you. Cool. God, it just got so serious. It just got. Yeah. Well, then it got gross and fun. Then it got gross. Uh, okay. In other news. Now that everyone's uh, upset. News. <laughs> I'm upset. God, we went. We just, we had to talk about answer the call and then some sad news. I'm like, we need uh, we need something. Yeah. Something fun. All right. Well, you guys want to talk about Star Wars? Oh. Oh my god. Does Star god. Wars want to talk it. about Star yeah. Wars? Let's do it. Let's um, all right, so it's been a rough week. We yeah, it's a, this kind of always. Say, it's weird. This is the weirdest. New, this is weird. New, this is weird news. This is yes. weird news. It's yeah. so news weird. It's so weird that I just stuttered saying it three times on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's that kind of weird. There's weeks where there's not a lot going on, and we just have to get on here and bullshit for an hour. Mm-hmm. You guys know those episodes. It was fun. Those you guys are fun listen. ones. Uh, Thank you for listening to that. that. Thank you. And then there's weeks where there's a lot going on. So, um. I think going into this episode, when we started planning it a couple days ago, we kind of thought uh, it was going to be one of those bullshit episodes. Uh, there's a lot going on. Yeah, so, it's like wham bam. Yes, there's um, some stuff. And it's funny because we mentioned the crossword earlier. They have this long-running thing of uh, breaking news happening the day after they record. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we've lucked out with uh, the day before. Right. So. Um, Star Wars. News broke last night. Han Solo movie? Han Solo likes a different movie. No. Continue. <laughs> uh, serious news. This is serious. Phil Lord, Chris Miller, the directors, they did the Lego movie, they did 21 Jump Street, they do... Uh, funny Guys. Last Man on Earth. <coughs> <coughs> That's a funny show. That is a that funny show. show. Yeah. I'm well, very behind on it, Yeah, but it's too. a good show. Yeah, I watched the first season straight through, really liked it, so... Uh, Christian Shaw is, like, hilarious, so... Love oh, excuse that. Me. You okay, you try. Jake's getting yeah. ready for this news. He's choking. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, yeah, have been fired. What? what? From directing? Yeah. Holy shit! I've I've never been fired 
Like even from like a I fat, think the term is shit canned. They got shit canned from the Han from Solo movie. Star Wars. Could you imagine being fired? Even if I worked at like, okay, if I worked at Disney World and like Hollywood Studios, and I was a greeter on the Star Wars ride. What's that ride called? Star Tours. Star Tours. Devastated if they fired me. If I got fired from that, I would probably never recover. I would just go into a hole and live there for the rest of my life. Right. And put you on Watto's Grotto. <laughs> yeah. Go pull a Yoda and go on exile and go live on. Yeah. Dagobah. Dagobah. Dagobah for a while. Uh, if I got fired from that, I'd be upset. Lifelong uh, journey of shame. Mm-hmm. If I got fired from directing Star Wars, yeah. my first question would be like, why did you guys hire me? I have no yeah, experience. Yeah, because you can't be like, oh, it was their fault. Like, <laughs> definitely, like, oh, she's the crazy one. Like, you can't, like, put it on them for that. So, I mean, I guess technically with creative differences and from what I've read and from what we know about Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they have, you know, a comedic background. They possibly wanted to do, like, a like a funnier twist on the but story. But don't you think, like, that seems like that would have been... What? I think I want that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm kind of I feel a little weird about the Han Solo movie already. Like right. it's the one it's the first time that I haven't really been like excited for a Star Wars movie. I just don't I don't know. I don't I I like Han Solo, but like we just saw his story kind of wrap up. I don't need to immediately go back to another Han Solo movie. I just don't I don't care about what like young Han Solo was doing, but if it's going Mm -hmm. to happen, why not make it different and make it, why not make it funny? It's Han Solo. Like he's, he's, you know, he's got like, that's the kind of character he is. Yeah. I would, and those guys like what, okay. What did they do? They did the Lego movie. Yeah. They did the 21 jump street movies. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, the Lego movie is amazing. Like it's super funny. It's like, why not? Like, why not see a, you know, a more comedic Star Wars. I'd be right. super into that. That'd be cool. Right. I wonder if they wanted to be almost too self-referential, like, you know, within the, I don't know, like, because that's kind of how those Lego movies are, like, because you're they, yeah, playing they within that universe constantly. Yeah, and I feel like Star Wars is like, um, we're a little bit too serious for that because it's like the, I don't know, like the mantle and like the legacy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, didn't you say, was it, is it Kasdan who's somehow Yeah, well, Lawrence Kasdan, who, he wrote uh, Empire Strikes Back. He did uh, The Force, Force Awakens, Awakens right, with J.J. Abrams. Abrams. And he wrote this movie. Um, and apparently him and Kathleen Kennedy were just not happy with what was ever going, like, what was going on. They Man. weren't happy with the dailies they were getting. And apparently, uh, I'm going to keep saying apparently. I'm like that kid from apparently. that video. Apparently. Um, it was great. I'm doing the songify. Uh, <laughs> Apparently. No. So, what was I saying? Oh, so supposedly uh, the set was kind of polarizing and there was just people who just didn't. Because you got to think like Lucasfilm now and Disney, like these are, they're not fucking around. Like mm-hmm. think about. They're like machines. So they right? started with the J.J. Abrams with Force Awakens, right? Since that time. They have, they had a Boba Fett movie that was going to be in production, directed by oh god I can't think of his name the guy who did Fantastic Four was Tom Josh Hardy Tra- rumored for that or was that always just a lie? Tom Hardy's rumored for everything. Tom Hardy's rumored for fucking everything and I keep getting <clears throat> excited about it and then having to like calm down and take a shower <laughs> so but hopefully it'll be Venom hey, right what's going on in that shower it's a lot it's a long it's good oh god anyway. Um, <laughs> 
Careful, we got listeners. Whoa! Who can't handle that kind of stuff. Can't even get an Ecto-1. Anyways. So, they fired him and stopped production on that movie. Josh Trank, right? Uh-huh. Rogue One went through major reshoots. Like, they, they, I think that they're so worried about possibly doing anything that could be considered less than great that they just probably weren't happy with whatever they were seeing and felt like, but it's pretty, un, like, I was talking to Troy yesterday about it. You hear about directors being replaced and, and reshoots, but to have directors fired from a movie, mm-hmm. especially a movie of this scale, like three especially four, successful directors that are well liked, like in their you know product has been you know yeah they're they're a proven commodity right. and they're three fourths of the way through filming and they're out. That's insane. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, especially for a project that a lot of people had concerns about to begin with. And like you just said, Jake, like a lot, you're like, why did we... Nobody really asked for this movie necessarily. I feel like that was kind of the sentiment behind There's so much you can right. do in the Star Wars universe mm-hmm. as far as spinoff movies. And doing prequels with younger versions of those known characters is probably the most risky thing that you could do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I get, like, if they weren't liking what they were seeing and if they were going way off, you know, from the script or from the tone that they wanted to establish, then I I, I guess I, the, the closest thing I can think of is when, remember Edgar Wright was, like, uh, he was developing Ant-Man forever uh-huh. and he was going to do it, and then, like, right before filming, he, he, he like, was dropped out. out yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was insane, and that was before filming started. So now we're in a situation where... There's a cast, an ongoing production, and they're going to have to do reshoots. And did you guys see the the possible replacements? No. Mm, no, I didn't. So there's a couple things. What, there's a there, They said there was a chance that Kasdan could come in and act as director. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron Howard is the front runner. Okay. All right. Which is... He's done space. <laughs> Apollo 13. <laughs> He knows. He if knows Ron Howard's in it and Bill Paxton and Gary Sinise aren't, <laughs> then I got, I got a major problem with this movie. Well, um, well I hate to break it to you. Problem. <laughs> do not tell me Gary Sinise is dead. <laughs> you better stop. Do not do it. No. Um, Lieutenant Dan, you got legs. Hey. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know this. They gave <sighs> you the Congressional Medal of Honor. <laughs> Wait, was that Jack Nicholson? Yeah, of course. It is. It was Jack Nicholson as Lieutenant Dan. Yes. Oh, we haven't even Fan started on fiction. Batman Returns yet. My Christopher Walken. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. So, nice. anyways, it's Batman. Oh. All right. Not good. Here we go. Here we go. It's not good. It's not good. What are we talking Star about? Star Wars. Han Solo. Yeah. Star yeah. Wars. Mm-hmm. All right. Joe Johnston, another name that has emerged. Okay. Mm-hmm. He directed Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh-huh. All righty. Also All a little right. movie called Jurassic Park 3. All right. Okay. The best just, of the Jurassic just Park. Just the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The Return of the Jedi of the Jurassic oh, Park uh, trilogy. The That's not saying much. The bird. <laughs> so, um, yes. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. There's not really a whole lot to say because the report... It came out, everybody's freaking out, but there's not a whole lot of details other than they kind of try to make it look like a mutual decision, and then sources were like, no, 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 they got fired. Yeah, they're like, we don't want to say creative differences, but we just said creative differences, right. because that sounds like what it was. That's the nice now, thing one, to say. Mm-hmm. One thing that's, and, and 
I mean, I was thinking about like possible direct. One thing I read was because of the way that like uh, uh, the the union works, like the directors guild. Mm-hmm. There's like weird stipulations and rules about like giving credit to directors. Mm-hmm. For instance, if the if they don't bring on an official director, but they don't give credit to Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they use like a standard like pseudonym, like a fake name as the director. Whoa, Whoa like a mashup? Yeah, it's so weird. Like Sophie Zankman? Yeah, like Sophie Zankman. That's great. Um, so there's just weird stuff. Like I said, there's not really a precedent for this, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Hopefully, yeah. the movie turns out to be good and none of this will actually end up mattering, right? right? Yeah. Right. We're um, all hoping. But if it's garbage, then it'll be like, well, what happened? What if? Yeah. It wouldn't be the first bad installment in the Star Wars saga. You're, that's so. true. You're right. And you know that, what? I feel like when you're making a bunch of movies, and I said this whenever they um, when they started like ramping up all the Marvel movies, I'm like, if you're going to make that many movies and put out you know, two a year or whatever, there's going to be a bad one in there somewhere. They can't, yeah. they can't all be amazing. Statistics, so. man. Yeah, you're like, maybe calm down. Do you get the feeling that ultimately Lucas was, like, even though Rogue One was super successful... Do you feel like maybe they weren't a hundred percent happy with it? With Rogue One, I feel. Yeah, I don't like know. they're gonna I come mean, out like Joel Schumacher and be like, "Hey, so <laughs> what's well, not I wasn't mapping. murdering any babies." I also read that comment, by the way, which we'll get to later. Okay, in context, it wasn't as crazy. I mean, but yeah, what do you think? Like, here's my weird thing about Rogue One, and I'll I'll throw to you, Jay, because we've talked about this a little bit. I liked Rogue One a lot. I never have an inclination to go watch it. Yeah, I've only I've only watched it maybe twice. You know, I I saw it. You know, it was weird because so Force Awakens uh, came out, and I think all of us saw it in the theater like multiple times. I saw it. I saw it four times or so, and then like Rogue One came out, and I watched it, and I really liked it. But I was like, I was never like, I need to go see that again. I never saw it again. I bought it when it came out on Blu-ray, watched it. I think we watched it once, you know, and I haven't watched it again. Yeah. And I and but no part of me would ever say that I didn't like the movie. I really liked right. it. And I like how different it was from from all the other Star Wars movies, but the, mm-hmm. but I think what what keeps us from like going back over and over is that like the main trilogy has, you know, it's got these characters that we've grown yeah, up with, you know, characters. it's got, you know, mm-hmm. we're fucking seeing Luke again and stuff. So it's way yeah. more, there's much more of like an emotional weight with, with the yeah. other Star Wars movies. That's what I was thinking. Cause I was about to say, well, why would I put a movie on when I know everyone's going to die? But the force awakens, I went back and saw four times knowing that Han Solo was going to die yeah. and that that's a very sad and emotional, like, you know, emotionally traumatic ending. Um, and I still want to go back to it because I loved his character and loved him so much. Uh, maybe I didn't love the characters in Rogue One as much. Maybe the ensemble cast, like we've said before, kind of detracted because there were so many and so little time to get to know them before they all yeah, bit the I dust. I think they could have dwindled it down a little bit. There's a couple that yeah. don't really yeah. do anything or they could have gave the jobs to – yeah, there's a little there's a We're little not naming any names because we don't know your yeah, names because exactly, we didn't remember them. Exactly. There's a couple we <laughs> could have done without. I think another thing is anytime you have a movie – that's yeah. She does look like she's been like serving up some l- lawsuits. Whoa! <clears throat> Exciting to see where these characters are as they move forward, but when you go backwards, can't fuck with the timeline. It's like Back to the Future or the rules of anything, where it's like if you go back in the past, you cause ripples, and it's just I don't right. Know. 
I know they're not really going back in the past, but, but in some ways it's, it. I don't know, maybe it's not what, what well, you want that progressive forward motion. I just feel it's like when you're watching Rogue One, like no matter how much you like the characters, no matter how much you love the story, you know where it's going. You know that they're going to steal the, like the movie's about the people who steal the Death Star plans. Well, we know for a fact that they get them somehow. Right. So that takes away from like, you know, some of the suspense. So I worry about that with the Han Solo movie. Like, it'll be really cool the first time seeing Han Solo and Lando and Chewie and all that stuff. But it's like, at a certain point, we know where they all end up eventually. So it, it takes some of the suspense and wonder out of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you see Force Awakens, it's like, this is all new territory. We don't know what's going to happen. Uncharted, right. right. Now, I don't know if Absolutely. I don't know if they've come out and said this, if maybe I just haven't been paying attention, but is like is Harrison Ford in the Han Solo movie? Uh, if he is, it's not like okay. uh, it's there's no yeah. there's no way he's not, right? Like where there's like it's definitely don't you think it's either going to like be bookended with Harrison Ford Fucking! Ha- I, I'm sure they're look, like maybe trying to keep it a secret, but I feel like there's no way ha- uh, Harrison Ford is not in this movie. Yes. Yeah, there's got to like be some sort he's of. He's coming a- back. Right. Whoa! I just had an idea. Peter Venkman prequel, Bill Murray cameo. Oh. <laughs> Who's playing young Bill Murray? Bill Murray. Okay. <laughs> he he plays CGI Bill Murray CGI on Bill yeah. Murray. Um, Got it. So, yeah, well, it'll be really interesting to see. The other thing is this movie, Han Solo, is scheduled to come out next May, which is less than a year from mm-hmm. now. It started filming in January, right? Yeah. So, so it's, that's a long that could time. Get pushed back. It's been filming for a good bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to push it back to December of 20. So everyone's just like on a little break right now? I don't know what's they're happening. They're probably scrambling right now. They're probably yes. they're trying to they find can't a director. really do anything until they figure out the director issue. They might. They're all the crafty I'm sure there's. Snacks. I'm sure there's some work they can do. Like they're not just yeah. probably completely stalled, but that's probably the the top of the, do you think, the list right now is figuring out what to do. Honestly, I feel like it's like in high school and like the teacher doesn't show up. So right now they're all waiting on a new director, yeah. just like fucking around in the Millennium. They Falcon. got a sub yes. coming in. Like they're waiting on the oh, sub yeah. to get yes. there. Mr. Howard. To put everybody in their place. They're watching Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a safe choice. That is safe. Um, so, yeah. Uh, hey, go to our Yes Have Some Facebook group, Group Therapy. Let us know what you think they're doing. Let us doing. know what you think. Everybody's been letting us know about their stress. I love yeah, it. Yeah, so thank you, first of all, for everyone who's been interacting. That's very cool. Like, I was literally in a Walmart last night looking at toys, like, looking at the so other people posting in that group about how they were at a Walmart, looking at toys, lamenting how they couldn't buy them. And I was like, hey, me too, man. It just feels good. Well, one guy said he was at Walmart, and he, he found this, uh, what was it? It was like uh, one of the new Star Wars 40th anniversary figures, and he was talking about how he couldn't afford it. Um, and that made me feel sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't get a toy for everyone, but we <laughs> wish we could, is what we're saying. <laughs> I kind of don't wish Maybe this Christmas. We'll talk about it, but wait a minute. Wait, toy say, swap. I've been talking about a toy swap. We're doing a yes, have some toy secret Santa. Secret Santa. That's got to happen. Yeah. Very oh, cool. Yeah, secret sure. Krampus. Yes. There you go. Let me be your Krampus. I'm getting everyone a toy. You're getting coal. <laughs> no. All right. That's cool. Who? You just said you're getting coal. Who are you talking about? Who are you talking about? You know who you are. 
Our shit but list. Wait, wait, the whole yes, point has some shit of Secret Santas, they they don't know who they well, are. Well, I just told you ours is different. It's Krampus. You're <laughs> making up rules. I'm making up my own rules. We're gonna send Linda Blair some coal. We're gonna send her like <laughs> just a bunch of Pazuzus. I'm just gonna keep chimney. sending her Pazuzu statues. That's in the a mirror. great idea. Well, you know what her mother does. Whoa. <laughs> Merry Christmas. All right. So, Star Wars, Han Solo. We got some rough waters. I'm sure they'll be able to navigate them. Kathleen Kennedy is a powerhouse of a woman. Oh, she'll, she's a boss. She'll figure that shit They're out. They're going to figure it out. It's yeah. going to be good, probably. I feel like she's got like a... She's muscular. I don't know. She's just... I, I would be intimidated around her. <laughs> yeah. I feel like. I'd like to spar with her. I'd like to fight <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Is Kathy, on, if you're out podcast. there, just let just let just letting you know we're just down. <laughs> we're gonna fight you. We like your spirit. out of respect. Out of respect, your style. yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. We're accepting um, the challenge. We're putting out the challenge. All right. I wanna I wanna be able to say that I got my ass kicked by Kathleen Kennedy. I'd like it. Mm. All right. Cool. Attitude. All right. Cool. Next up on the rundown before <laughs> the we get docket. to our stress, mm-hmm. guys. This one hits us in all sorts of directions. Are you ready for this? Oh, boy. Ready to get hit. What is it? What do you guys think of Damon Lindelof? I like him. <sighs> I mean... I, I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'd hang out with him. We, he, all, we all love Lost. We all love Lost. Mm-hmm. But... But He's done that's some other stuff. about. I think that's where... I got a, I got a sour taste mm. from what he did to... Uh, <gasps> yes, your baby. To Prometheus, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. Remember, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's got some follow through issues. We've got some issues. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. What, what about him? What's Damon he, Lindelof. What's he been up to? The creative powerhouse behind Lost. Mm-hmm. He wrote some Star Trek movies. In Darkness, Tomorrowland. Oh, The Leftovers. I never finished that. I've never watched The Leftovers. It has been announced that he is in early talks to develop a Watchmen miniseries for HBO. Oh. Okay. So, I'm just going to give the floor to you guys. What do you think of that? Mm, no. <laughs> I'll pass. I'll pass on that. <laughs> Wait, I thought we were about to have like a conversation. Jake's like, nah, Immediate next. Immediate pass. Next moving on. <laughs> no, next I mean, I pass on that idea. I don't need it. Like, I don't know. Like, so... So when you're going to make a miniseries of something or or remake something, it makes sense if the version before it was either a long time ago or it was really bad. Right. Or 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 what you're doing is completely different. Like The Mist is coming out like, I don't know, though, in a Friday. week or two. Yeah. Friday. Fuck. Yeah, and, dude. you know, the movie wasn't that long ago, but the show's not it's not like a adaptation. It's different. It's very, very different. It's doing um, something. I don't know what they're planning on doing with the Watchmen, but I thought I thought the movie was really good. And, you know, say whatever you want about every other movie. Zack Snyder is, <laughs> is directed. Oh, yeah. But I really enjoyed the Watchmen and. I especially enjoy the director's cut of the Watchmen because it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's almost exactly the comic book. You know, there, there are some minor changes, but everything's in there and it's, it's, I think it's really well done. There's a lot of really great performances in that movie. 
uh, the dude who plays Rorschach is um, like, that's the role that that guy was like, that's his role. You know, like that's it. That guy was Rorschach. Then he tried to be Freddy Krueger. I was like, Hey, that's not your role. That's your role. (laughs) Stay in your lane. But Hey, uh, Watchmen got him that role. So like, but I thought Watchmen was really great. And I think like that, I think that's going to be like the definitive version of the Watchmen. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what a, what a mini series is going to add or do better or, you know, I don't know. So this yeah. is hard. Superhero miniseries, TV series, I have a hard time following through. Like, I haven't, I started Jessica Jones, didn't follow through. Like, I know that it's, you know, kind of a different universe or whatever. I haven't watched Daredevil. So I I wonder if I'm going to, like, if this will hold my interest, if I even, like, want to well, invest in it. Let's look at it from a couple different angles. Uh, first, The Leftovers just ended on HBO, which was a very successful show. Uh I've watched a little bit of it. Uh, I definitely enjoyed what I saw, but I have not gone back and finished it. But I do know people love it. Damon Lindelof was heavily involved. Uh, I hear people say it got a lot better. Yeah, so HBO, uh, there's some rising stock in the HBO world with David Lindelof, right? Like he created and, you know, he wrote The Leftovers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, We all love Lost. Uh, we all love the source material for Watchmen. We've all read Watchmen. It's it's one of those, even if you're not like a huge comic book fan, like everybody's read Watchmen, right? Mm-hmm. Like at some point, at least flipped through it or familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The movie was so faithful. You know, there were some changes made, obviously, but from like the characters and the aesthetic. and Zach- I'm willing to say it was the first comic book that I actually read, like sat down Watchmen. and read. Yeah, graphic novel straight through, like cover to cover. I, I kind of agree with Jake. Like, what what could they bring new to the... T- if they're just adapting Watchmen... Now, there was a Watchmen prequel series that's been going on um, in the comic books for for the last couple of years or whatever. If they're, Maybe they're doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're expanding on that universe. Maybe focusing in on one specific character. And, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff they could do. I really hope it's not just a retelling of, of the comic book again. Right. Because that really was done very well. Yeah. Eight years yeah. Right. We agree. Right. And I feel like with him, I feel like with him, it's, it's not going to be just a retelling. It's probably going to be weird. It's probably not going to. You know, you know how he, like he's got, uh, like that's what he's known for is doing stuff like Lost and you know making mysteries out of everything yeah, dude, and he's, making he, you question everything. He, dude, and I'm like, reading on his Wikipedia. He's talking about how David Lynch's Twin Peaks is a huge influence on him and on Lost. So yeah, cool. he likes the weird shit. Hey, I don't know, guys. I mean, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Listen, HBO. Game of Thrones is awesome. Mm-hmm. Westworld. Westworld, True Detective. They've Loving put, it. They've put out really Not great stuff. Two. So I'm willing to give it a chance, right? Like, I can't just yeah. write it off. But yeah, no. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll check it, it out. But it doesn't seem necessary. And it's also one of those things, like, it doesn't feel like anyone's asking for that. Like, no one's sitting around going, I really wish Watchmen would come back as a TV show. Like, nobody wants that. Mm. Not that I've heard. There's brand recognition and interest, and so, yeah, money, probably. Oh, money. Money, please. Cool. Yeah. um, Why don't they just bring Lost back? We talk about this every week. Everything else is back. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, bring Bring something good back. And mm -hmm. something that they could actually, you could actually bring Lost back, and and they could make sense out of it. Here's the thing. Yeah. So, Twin Peaks is back. Um, Get Michael Emerson a role that works for him. Twin Peaks is back. 
after mm-hmm. whatever, 30 years, and David Lynch is doing it. And without going into details, because I don't, I don't want to spoil anything. And also because we're not quite sure what's going on. Well, it's very confusing. It's very confusing. <laughs> um, but we like it. I feel like if Lost were to come back, it should do what Twin Peaks is doing right now, where it's clearly <laughs> the same world, but it's not the same show. Mm-mm. Like, if Lost were to come back and it was just, like, it's a new group of people on the island, it'd be like, well, that's kind of interesting, but, like, how do you take that original mythology and just blow it to a whole different level? Because that's what Twin right. Peaks is doing right now. Like, they're mm-hmm. taking that original source material, and even though there's certain things about it that feel extremely, like, nostalgic, and there's definitely moments where you're like, wow, this is as Twin Peaks as you can get. Mm-hmm. There's stuff where it's like, well, this is completely new and different, and it's not just the same, like... Because I was worried about it coming back, because I was like, well... You have a 20-year gap, so... Yeah, if it's just going to be, like... I feel like X-Files, that kind of happened with X-Files a little bit, where it's like, you're just bringing back X-Files, and it's kind of doing the same thing, but not quite as good as it was, so therefore it's a little bit of a letdown, maybe? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, with Twin Peaks, you have David Lynch doing his own, like, David Lynch thing, which is... Very like there's a lot of vision charging that. So it's, all I'm saying is bring what? Lost back. Just bring Lost back and make it all about Dogen's temples. All I'm saying, <laughs> you know, do your own thing, Dogen. Exactly. <sighs> uh, I don't know. We we they still... could go a lot of directions. I'd watch it either way, no matter what. If it had, especially if it involved the original characters, because right. those are the ones that I loved, and that's why I watched the show. So I could watch Matthew Fox all day long. Yeah, spiraling out. Follow his real life after Lost. Like that's what <laughs> I want to watch. The show. Dude, him, like, punching that woman in the boob, like, on, on the, the bus. bus yeah. Yes, that's what I want to see. Pilled out Jack, because <laughs> beard. You get my father down here. He's drunker than I am. I love that show. I fucking love that show. I want to watch it right now. Cool. I want it to come back. Podcast over. We're watching Lost. We're watching Lost. All right. You guys ready to get stressed? You look a little stressed. Is this some radical new therapy? Why don't you do something with your life? Now <laughs> <laughs> you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Yeah. Oh, I guess. I've been stressed. I woke up stressed. I go to bed stressed. <laughs> I eat stressed for breakfast with skim milk. Oh, Whoa. Y'all ready to get some stress? Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for stress? <laughs> I can do just keep doing catchphrases if you want. You yeah, more yeah. catchphrases, please. Yeah. On your mark, get stressed, go. That was pretty good. Thanks, guys. It's what, Family Double Dare. Want to do another one? Yeah, but I'd rather do an obstacle course okay. before. <laughs> Abigail. Yeah. What's up? What's going on? What's your stress this wait, wait, week? I got a couple stresses. Talk to us. Um, let's see. First stress on the docket, um, Bob's Burgers is a show that I used to watch like just a lot of. Um, it was just a very special show to me. I really like the characters. It's like an animated uh, TV show on Fox. And it's just like, it. it's wait, got... Okay. Uh, I wanna... It's about... Family and burgers, <laughs> and I love it, and I'm buying toys from it. What were you going to ask me? I was going to ask you. You didn't like where I was going? You didn't like my open? I like that you're like Bob's Burgers. It's a show. An animated show it's an on animated Fox. Show. Fox. God, you know like my background? <laughs> I feel like I should tell people. 
Okay, so yeah, I love that show, but like I fell off. You know how like you kind of go in and out of things, and like uh, I stopped watching for I don't know a couple months, and all the episodes were backing up. And uh, last week Craig was out of town, so I was like, why not watch a few episodes? And I did, and I was like, oh my god, I love this show because I watched the Valentine's Day episode, uh, which is like loosely based off of Love Actually, and like I love that movie, and I just love that episode, and I it like recharged that like fandom. So like I went out to Toys R Us, and um, I. Saw saw the kid robot uh blind box two packs of the bob's burgers like action figures like the little tiny um like mini figures which normally i get mad about like disproportionate like figures that like aren't scale but like these are really cute and it's a cartoon so it's okay because they don't look like actual humans like on the show so anyway um I have been buying these boxes, and I want to buy more, and they're, like, not exactly cheap, but they're also totally awesome and, like, extremely addictive. And the first pack that I bought were, like, uh, of Gail and uh, Teddy, who are, like, side characters on the show, and I got really mad. Jake, do you watch Bob's Burgers? I've seen it a couple times. A couple times? Cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like I said, like, I loved it when it was uh, first out, and then I kind of, like, took a little breather from it, and so I've been getting back into it, and, like probably a lot of you go through when you get back into something you want to buy the stuff and you just got to get it all and it's very difficult when it's mystery boxes and like when you don't know what you're getting and you want the full set and this set of toys um like they're there's a lot of rare ones like you can get, I like, love the rare ones. Yeah, and so, like, you get all excited because you're looking at the side of the package before you open it. You're like, I want this one. I want the Coochie Kobe Nightlight. And then you're like, I want, you know, Burger Boss Bob. But, like, you end up getting the most common one, which is, like, Gail and her <laughs> cat. Oh, by the way, the figures come with, like, accessories, which is really cool. So you get, like, a little toy thing that they get to, like, hold or play with. So, anyway, I started buying them. And, like, I don't think I'm going to stop until I get them all now because they're adorable. And, you know, that's just stressful because it's another thing to buy. Um... And yeah, speaking of... But they look really good. They do. They look really good. They're really cute. And if you, like, you know, you know, I've got a little picture on my Instagram, you know, I can put up stories, a little box break. It's great. Um, I love them. I love blind bags, and I talk about that a lot, so you guys know that about me. But yeah, so I just picked that up as a new thing that I have to buy. Um, and in my other shopping escapades, I went to a new bookstore over the last week, which I uh, found on the internet... And I thought I knew about, like, all the good honey holes, which is what I call them, like, the bookstores that have all the good stuff that you want. Um, And uh, I feel like I – I felt like I knew, like, all the good spots in Atlanta, like, in my area. Um, But there was one that I did know about. It's called Atlanta Vintage Books, and it was amazing. I went there on my own um, last week, and I put some pictures up and some stories up, and I was texting Jake and you, Craig. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, because they've got a bunch of Stephen (laughs) King books. It was, like, insane, and I was, like, getting extremely stressed out because they're all first editions because it's a vintage bookstore. Oh, did I mention that there's, like, four cats that, like, live there? Maybe five or six. I got lost while I was in there. Like, it's an amazing bookstore, and I just wish that I could buy everything. I saw a bunch of shit that I wanted that I couldn't pick up. I did buy, um, what did I get? Needful Things, um, which is a first edition, which is very cool. I really like doing the first edition check, which is, like, where you, like, find the, like, the numbers or whatever that the series, like, on the copyright page, and then, like, check it, and it's just satisfying and fun, and uh, anyway, I'm just stressed because I want to go back there. I want to go with you, Jake, whenever you come up next because yeah, it's just a really sure. cool spot. Yeah, um, I just wanted to give them a shout-out because it's an awesome bookstore, and the owners were, like, they were, like, just Stephen cats. King characters themselves and the cats, and, like, everything <laughs> about it was, like, it was, like, the kind of bookstore that you could just spend the rest of your life in. So I loved it, and 
I'm also stressed because I just like don't have enough. Wait a minute, hold money on. To buy all right. books because they're expensive. First editions aren't cheap, y'all. So let's. You just said a lot of things. Yeah, I'm going to examine one thing. Well, I get stressed. You said the people that work at the bookstore are like Stephen King characters. Yeah. And what does that mean? I don't know. Like, they are they just have a lot of, like, grit to them, and, like, they're just interesting people. And they're also not, like, the traditional bookstore or, like, comic bookstore people that, like, I don't know, they're not, like, breathing over your shoulder trying to sell you something or tell you that it's a first edition. Like, they just kind of mind their own business. But then, oh, also, like, the guy liked my Stephen King, like, I had an It shirt on. Like, we talked about that immediately. So I was like, dude, his name was George. And I was like, oh, Georgie boy, it's good. And, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, where's your Stephen King section? He's like, oh, it's here. And it was like the light from heaven shone down on it. And it was huge. And it was just a good time. Like, it's good to find a new spot. But it's also like, OK, now I know it's there. So I'm going to make all these trips out and like rationalize, you know, spending a bunch of money on first editions. And I just now that I know they're there, like it excites me because there's like. When it comes to collecting books and putting them on my shelves, like, I like to actually be, have the experience of, like, going into a store and, like, plucking them with my own hands rather well, than ordering them online. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So um, knowing that that's there and that it's, like, oh, I, not, it, like, everything about it's so perfect that I'm, like, please just take all my money. Like, I love you guys. And I love your cats. And <laughs> just a great bookstore. So finding stuff well, like that is always great. But you know what I thought of when you said that the char- the the people working there seemed like Stephen King characters, and then you said that there was a bunch of cats because they it murdered me, me. It made me think of Sleepwalkers, which is a it's a movie that Stephen King wrote, but it's not based on like uh, any of his stories. Like he wrote it, but he wrote it okay. as a screenplay, and uh-huh. it's like it's literally about this couple of they're like vampire or they're they're like werewolf cats they're people but they like turn into these weird cats and Uh but there's always a whole bunch of cats in their yard yeah (laughs) maybe those people maybe those people are sleepwalkers i don't doubt it i definitely like i totally believe it i thought you meant like and that would make it better the people that work there are like stephen king characters like you walked in like one was a rabid dog one was a One was uh They're all Jack- trying to murder you. Yeah. Yeah. One was one Jack a rogue mallet and just like, you know, pierce through the wall when I was like whenever was, you like, you ask where the Stephen King section is and they're like, Well, it's by the boiler. <laughs> exactly. You have to go downstairs. And you're never leaving. You walk yeah. up, you're like, uh, just to let you know, it's gonna be pretty quiet around these parts, and he's like, That'll be just fine. <laughs> By the way, that's me botching all the shiny quotes Uh possible from the movie. (laughs) You remember that part where Jack Nicholson said, that'll be just fine. That'll be just fun, man. Try it deeply, please. (laughs) Yeah, You know that. Uh, By the way, quick sidebar. Jake, did you watch Better Call Saul this week? Uh, I didn't see. This week was the finale. No. I I, I haven't seen this episode yet. We'll table Table that till next week because there's a conversation that needs to be had. Um, Gotta have it. Cool. So that's cool. Congratulations yeah. on your new store. Thanks. I like it. I, I like it too. It you makes to go me back. happy. Did, did you pass up on anything? Yeah, they had a lot of good stuff. There was Pet Cemetery, which I wanted to buy. Um, there was like the uh, a book that had a compilation of I think Salem's Lot, The Shining, and a third, which I can't recall. Um, but it was a cool copy, and like they're they're all in really good condition. So um, I think they had uh, Firestarter. Um, I have to go back and look at the picture I took. But, yeah, they had a lot of stuff that I really was pining hey, after. remember so. Under the Dome? Yeah. That mm-hmm. book looks really big. Yeah. Like, if you ever see Under the Dome at the bookstore, it takes up the space of three books. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, there was a show on television. Hank from Breaking Bad was in it. Yeah, I, I think Brian K. Vaughn wrote for that. And it was awful. Damon Lindelof was hey, involved? No. because The show was under- awful. It wasn't New good. weekly segment, Under the Dome Facts with Craig. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big book. It's big. How <laughs> big that thing is. It's a really big book. I wouldn't recommend reading a book that big. Man, how heavy you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's a couple pounds? Well, you guys think we want to weigh it? That's what you do with books. You talk oh, about how big it is. God damn it. Cool. Abigail. Yeah. Any other stress? Uh, that's, I mean. That's about it. That's about it, honestly. Yeah, I watched Creep Show for the first time. I want to see the second one. I loved it. Like, I love Leslie Nielsen, and I just, it was very scary. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know the name of the fourth, like, vignette, the story with the roaches from that movie, but it, like, scared me to my fucking core because I hate roaches so very much and like it's like I hate Leslie Nielsen so I was yeah well he's not in that story but that one is surely you know I'm joking dude don't call me Shirley but dude roaches are scary as fuck and I was watching that movie alone by myself late at night and I had trouble sleeping and I definitely dreamt about roaches um it's better than Tom Hardy no it's not it's way worse so yeah we already talked about him though but yeah, it's, it was a stressful week. There's a lot of stress. Well, thank you very much. That's it. You're Good welcome. Stress. You're do you very feel welcome. better? I do. Somehow, a little worse, but better. Jake. Yo. What's hey. up, man? What's, What's up? up? How's it going? What are you, it's stressed stressful. out? No, I'm good. Yeah? Right, are you cool. just good? Yeah. Next. No. Are you moving uh, on? No, you know what? Hey, what? speaking of like, hey. speaking of directors, mine is, mine is a... Uh, Director based. Okay. So, uh, so, all right. So, Kong Skull Island is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know what? It comes out like what the 19th of next month, but, um, it is on, you can like purchase it on Voodoo and go ahead and watch it. Mm, and, okay. you know, I might have accidentally done that. Whoops. So, I watched, I watched Kong Skull Island again and oh, I still, that's awesome. I, yeah, it's still amazing. You guys saw okay. it, right? Yeah. I saw it. Yeah, we Good. liked it. Yeah. It's I still love it. Holds up. And Good. but I but it made me think like so the guy who directed Kong Skull Island, his name is uh what is it? Jordan uh Jordan Roberts. Okay. This was his first movie. Oh wow. This was his first film. He he's done like a TV wow. movie. He did some TV shows and a couple of shorts. But this is like his first movie, which is weird. Like how did he land that job and how did he like kind of knock it out of the park, you know? But I was what what I was thinking about is like, okay, so Godzilla 2 is it just started filming this week. Right. Godzilla 2 is officially filming um, in Atlanta, which I'm like desperately trying to, you know, get into the into the news. Maybe we can get like a maybe we can sneak on set or something. I don't yeah. know. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna find out. We're gonna do some spying. But we um, gotta stalk them. So the guy who's directing that is uh, Michael uh, Daughtry. Is his, I think how you pronounce his last name. But he he wrote and directed Trick or Treat and Krampus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if you guys have seen either one of those, but they're both they're both really good and they're mainly horror movies, but they're like they're both kind of silly. Like Krampus is funny, you know, like they're right. they're funny, but they're 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 like a good mix. Mm-hmm. And I was excited that he's doing the next Godzilla because you know what? Like I, I love the first one, but I could 
it could stand to have a little more humor in it. King uh, Kong Skull Island had some humor in it, and it's really mm-hmm. good, you know? Right. So the first Godzilla I, is a little bleak at times. It's mm-hmm. pretty, Yeah, it's pretty bleak, and that's fine. Like, that's fine. But whenever Kong came out, and it's like, you know, these movies are in the same universe, so it's like they don't they don't all have to be completely 100% different from each other. It's fine to, like, maybe kind of bring in some of the same kind of tone. But... Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that gets weird for me. So Godzilla versus Kong, it, it's not coming out until like, I don't know, 2020 or something like that. I just made right. that year up. But it's something like that. No, that's a real year. That's a, that's a that year. Right? That's, that's a year, year for sure. That's a year that that's they're going to do. They're doing. That's a year well, that they're going to do that one? That's why I heard I hope they, <laughs> I hope they don't fire him. I hope it doesn't get fired. Before. Yeah. Uh, I hope that's <laughs> he makes it. By 2020, Kathleen Kennedy will own years, and she'll be able to do whatever she wants. Um, and we'll fight her. <laughs> this, be this year's canceled, guys. Oh, um, don't no do more 2020. 2020. 86, 2020. It's over. It's no more. We're out. Uh, um, okay, so that movie's coming out, whatever. They already got a director, and the director, his name is Adam Wingard. And okay. this is what is a little strange to me. Like I'm looking through the movies he's directed and um, there, there are three in particular that uh, were – well, two in particular that are kind of well-known. Uh, he did this movie called You're Next that came out a couple years back. It was like a horror movie where everybody's wearing masks and okay. like these yeah, people yeah, yeah. like invade a home. And I did not like this movie at all. I remember mm-hmm. – I just – I haven't seen it since it came out. But I remember just kind of being bored by it and thinking that it was a stupid premise. And I was just like, whatever. This is, is yeah, I just didn't think it was anything special. Um, in between, he did this movie called The Guest, which I'll talk about in a second because I just recently saw it. But his his most recent movie was he directed Blair Witch, oh. Um, oh. which was which was very bad. It was very, yeah, very drone. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, um, if you guys want our thoughts on the new Blair Witch, you can go back to I don't know, probably episode twelve, sixteen, thirty something. I don't know. It's back. There. If it's still there, <laughs> I'll find that information. Insert, insert Witch, episode didn't number it. here. Yes. Um, yeah. But he he he's done a couple other like he's done a lot of horror stuff. And the movie. Okay, so the movie I was going to come back to, the guest. He, it was it was in between those and I just recently watched it and it's really it's really good it's very weird I wouldn't call it a horror but it's definitely like like a thriller it's like you're kind of wondering what's going on the whole time but the thing that is weird to me about this is like why is this guy directing Godzilla versus Kong <laughs> like yeah. what what in this list of movies says this guy's going to nail it. Like this is the guy. And you know, I'm, I'm saying this, but like the guy who directed Kong, he nailed it and it was his first picture. So like, I can't, I can't give this other guy like too much flack, but just like looking through the list, I'm like, Oh man, like, is that what kind of tone is this going to be like? What? It's just so weird when you look at his body of work and then be like, Oh, this is the guy they're giving, the the big versus movie too, right? And it, it seems a little um, weird. It seems it seems so far from from the tone of of the other two movies, right? Mm-hmm. Just as a side note, uh, if you do want to go back, our Blair Witch review was episode thirty three from September twenty eighth. Uh, the episode was Blair Witch, Jumanji, and Toy Stress. That sounds like us. That's us. Sounds like something we talk about. We love hey, Jumanji. You know what? 
that reminds me that there was a little bit of there was like a Jumanji thing this week. Did you guys see it? No. No, what happened? Um the director has come out and said that like this movie is it is a sequel. And oh, I that, did read like, that. Like this movie is a sequel and that um the three main characters that are like lost in the jungle will like come across you know where Robin Williams' character lived, and like oh. they'll mention they'll mention that character and stuff like that. Like I, I think I even read that like his character left clues and stuff. So like oh, okay. it, it is like it's a it's not a reboot or anything. It's like they're linked. Oh, I don't think Sony's going to be doing service? any reboots. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ooh, they're backing out of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's really interesting. Um, I think that's a good idea. I mean. It's another one of those things like who's asking for the Jumanji sequel? But if you're going to have one, let's make it a follow up and try to have some kind of be respectful, be respectful. Yeah, Um, that's the thing to do. Be respectful. It's interesting that you bring this stuff up about the directors, because I never really can get a good grasp on how this stuff actually works. It seems Um, to just not make sense. It seems to just be like, hey, we like the movies this guy did. Let's just, like, do it. Like, how how did that guy get calm? Like, how did he get that? Like, did he just know somebody? Or Mm -hmm. are his TV show episodes that good that whoever was in charge was just like, hey, this guy directed the hell out of this episode. Why not give him a chance? Like, I don't – I don't – you know, sometimes it makes sense. You know, like the guy who directed Gareth Edwards directed the first Godzilla, and he got that job because of his first movie called Monsters. That was what they wanted, you know, Godzilla to kind of be like. So that makes sense. Right. But it, yeah, you're right, Craig. It's just like it seems random, and I don't know. Well, we talked about it last week with like Patty Jenkins doing Wonder Woman, and then like Colin Trevorrow. He did like Safety Not Guaranteed, which was a small little indie movie, and then he got uh-huh. Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and do we want to talk about Colin Trevorrow? We should probably talk about that. I meant to bring it up earlier. So you know he has a new movie out, Jake. Did you hear about this? Uh, what's it called? Colin Trevorrow has a new movie out, and I'm looking up the title of it right now. But basically, what's going on is so he did Safety Not Guaranteed, and then he did Jurassic World. Now he's not directing. The sequel to Jurassic World, but he is producing it. But the next movie he's directing is a little movie called Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh huh. So Ooh, yeah, he released a little movie this week called The Book of Henry, which was kind of like a passion po- uh, passion project. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, the reviews are awful. Mm-hmm. Like Great. it's at like twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't really know what it's about, but I just have heard that it's not good. So, mm. sounds fun, Star Wars. Maybe he'll get fired, too. Oh, it's got Bill Denbro <laughs> oh in it? Oh, no. Bill Denbro. Uh, the actor who's going to play Bill Denbro. Yeah, I don't... What? What is this movie, The Book of Henry? What's it about? Oh, God, that looks like a really long thing. We'll figure it out. All I know is the reviews... <laughs> it's about an 11-year-old boy long. genius. Go read on your own. Don't care. Yeah, everybody go read on your own, and then let us know if you yeah, see it. Yeah, just tell us... Yeah, give us a little plot summary. Sarah uh, Silverman's in it. So, yeah, that doesn't look good. But it's another one of those things. Like, where do these directors come from? Like, I feel like sometimes, like, in the case of, like, the Kong guy, he probably has an agent, made a little, got a little bit of, bu- I mean, he definitely, okay, I, I know a little bit about the movie. I going to say, buzz. what is it? He what definitely has an agent. Okay. Got a little buzz you from, think? from the TV shows he was directing. Got a meeting, and 
he had a take that they liked. Like they right. sometimes it's as good as like because when when it comes to like a pitch meeting, you're basically selling yourself and your vision. Mm-hmm. And if they like, because let's face it, if you're a director of a big budget Hollywood movie, you don't really need to like you show up and everything's done for you. You just kind of are like the orchestrator, but it's not like you have to. I don't know. Yeah, like, that's what Joel Schumacher was talking about with, like, directing a tentpole movie. Like, the movie that all the other movies follow after or whatever. The one that has, like, the big opening spot, like, that everything's put into. So, yeah, certain things are sort of lined up. You almost want someone that you could puppet or, if there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, that someone that's lesser known or that has less uh, clout or something in the... the, Right. Like, for instance, if Kong wasn't going well, that guy has no, like, ground to stand on. They could have basically made him made the movie whatever they wanted it to be. So by the way, I also That's be, not necessarily good. Yeah, it's not a good you know, Usually thing. you want someone with a vision who's like, yeah, let me take this by the reins and by the balls and do what I want. So that's what concerns me about going back to the Star Wars stuff is like obviously they brought on Phil Lord and Chris Miller because they had a vision. They they and they liked what they said, right? Uh mm-hmm. tying it back to Ghostbusters, Phil Lord and Chris Miller were offered Ghostbusters three in like 2014, 2015, and they turned it down. Right. Um, and they've got a good relationship with Sony. You know, those guys are doing like the animated Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. the Miles Morales one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, hey. Get them back. If they're too funny for Kathleen they, Kennedy. They're not too Cassidy, funny for Ghostbusters. They're not too funny for Ghostbusters. Uh, did you guys see my post? Dude, classic Facebook post Classic yesterday. Craig. Did you guys see it where I said, uh, did you guys see wait. It? You could fire the director midway through the movie? Oh, Ivan God. Reitman. <laughs> oh, Fake God. quotes. Fake quote from Ivan Reitman. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Jake, I feel your stress, man. But hopefully these, like, I really think Godzilla 2 has a really good cast. It um, does, yeah. It does. It does, and I think it's got a great director. Yeah. Kyle Chandler's in it. And, uh, Whoa, 11 talk from, to uh, me. Stranger Things is in yes, it. Yes, lover Millie mm. Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, remember? Not the real Bobby Not Brown. Not the real Bobby she's Brown. fake. But she's uh, cute. She's <laughs> on her own. She is all on her own. In the upside down. <sighs> so there. That's what, that's what we got going on. Uh, Jake, what else, man? Man, that, I mean, like, that, that kind of, that's it. That's all I was stressed out about this week. That, and you know what? Like, let's go ahead and talk about it, Craig, because I know you want to. All right, um, let's do it. That Leonardo, that Leonardo's out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talk about some toys real quick? Mm-hmm. Let's do some toy talk. Um, let's do some Ninja Turtle toy talk. Ninja Turtle toy talk. Toy talk Is that, song. Wait, are we making another theme song and it's just Ninja Turtle toy talk? Toy talk. Ninja Turtle toy <laughs> to talk, talk. Ninja toy talk. So there Teenage was... Mutant Ninja toy talk. She, she's got it. She's Abby's really got fucking it. stressed out. Really fucking stressed out. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes. In the clutch. Uh, dude, so NECA just put out the Leonardo, the one fourth. Uh, it's the third in the series. After yep. this, M- Michelangelo is the only one left. And um, yeah, we got to get him. I- I'm-, I'm pretty sure you just you, you got two coming, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had my uh, Raphael and Donatello pre-ordered on Entertainment Earth since about January. Um, and they both finally shipped this week, so I'll have them early next week. And I was actually planning on trying to get the NECA Ninja Turtles Comic-Con set, 
But because these ones shipped and the charge was taken off, I, you know, I couldn't do it. A little kit, though, with all those accessories. Don't try to sell me on it. I'll buy it right now. Yeah, Yeah. we got to buy it. Um, Are you a real fan? We we say it every week. NECA is doing the best stuff in the toy business, and uh, they're just putting out great, great products. They really are. Yeah. Girl, um, we flirting. We want them on. We want to talk to them. We want to talk to NECA. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of great toy companies that, you know, they all have their strengths and weaknesses, but NECA, they they get the licenses they have. The licenses. I can talk. Mm-hmm. Predator, Alien, you know, Terminator. They just put out really great stuff. Mm-hmm. And They do. They uh, do. Unfortunately, there's weird... Rights issues, Gremlins. There's weird rights issues with Nickelodeon and Ninja Turtles. So, like, they do not have the license to put out these figures as like a retail set. Like, as far as the small, the seven inch figures. Okay, see, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was the reason these were. So that last year at Comic Con, they did the um, the video game versions, and now this year they're doing the animated series. These are the most accurate, articulated, beautiful seven inch. Ninja Turtles animated series action figures. Uh, you got the Turtles, the Foot Soldiers, Krang, Shredder. It all comes in a really nice, like, vinyl, uh, like, classic-looking carrying case. Yeah. But it's limited to 5,000 units, and that's it. That's all that they can do. Like, that's all that they have the ability to do. And a lot of people are, like, bitching about it on Twitter, and they're like, and the guy from NECA, I think his name's Randy, he's like, guys, there's nothing I could do. We'd put them out in stores if we could, but Yeah, I talk can't. to Nickelodeon or whatever. Um, but the funniest thing today, they were doing, I told Jake about this, you're going to like this. You guys are going to like this. Am I going to like this? You know, I always like things when people tell me I'm going to yeah, like them. Prepare to like it. All right, I'm ready to um, give it a like. On Twitter, like, so the, the Ninja, they're doing these sales for the pre-sales for Comic-Con, and they're sell, it's almost like Mondo. They're selling out in like a minute. Um, and if you're not used to that kind of thing, it could be pretty. Jake has a friend named Ross. He's mentioned a couple times. We're Ross like, versus yeah. the robots. Good, yeah, good friend Ross, of mine. <laughs> good friend. He gets really mad when he misses out on these limited sales. Uh, and uh, I feel like that's the person I encountered on Twitter today who said uh, they were really upset that they they it sold out this Ninja Turtle set before they could get it. And they tweeted to NECA. They were like, "What's going on? What's going on with your website? I had it in my cart and it wouldn't go through, and it sold out. What are you, Maddie Collector?" Whoa. And uh, it just made me laugh because it was like, dude, that's, that's an insult. If you're a toy company yeah. and someone's like, what are you, Maddie Collector? Yeah. Like, ooh, ooh. Low blow, man. You play ball like a girl. It really rolls. It's low. It's cheap. So anyways. You shouldn't do it. Uh, yeah, so Leonardo's out. Michelangelo will be out in a couple months. Beautiful set of figures. Those one-fourth scale. Haven't figured out where they're going to go in the house, but uh, they're going to be gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I want yeah. a specially lit, like, Ikea case for them, so. There you go. Yeah, that's what the plan is. Get one of those cubes. It's real cute. All right, yeah, guys, gotta get them. They're amazing. Yeah, gotta get it. You ready for oh, some stress? I'm, yes. You got some? Are you ready? Well, all right, so here's the situation. Here's my stress. We got a little bit of an anniversary this week. It's been all over the place. Uh, this week is the 25th anniversary of the movie... Batman Returns. Did yes. you guys know this? Yes. Uh, I did. I did. Right. I did. I heard. So 25 years ago, Batman Returns, the sequel to the uh, to one of my favorite movies of all time, which was Batman 89, Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson. 
Obviously, you got the sequel. This is kind of the start of like franchise comic book movies really going above and beyond. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this. Like, I used to have this tape, like a v- uh, VHS tape called Batmania, and it was like the history of Batman. And the last segment was about the success of Batman '89 and all the rumors for the casting for the sequel. Oh mm-hmm. wow! I bet that's exciting to to go back and watch. It's mm-hmm. really cool because they're like. With the success of Batman, Hollywood royalty is already circling the sequel with the likes of Robin Williams interested in playing the Riddler. Yeah. And, uh, and they, they mention other people like Madonna as Catwoman and right. that kind of stuff. Um, so it's really funny because obviously that stuff didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but Batman Returns, it, it's a movie that a lot of people really like Batman Returns a lot. And I think... I figure this out. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This is my stress. I do not love Batman Returns. Okay. All right. You said it. Let's I hear don't it. love it. All right. So I think character wise, you've got really iconic performances, right? One thing I love about it is Tim Burton went really literal. Like in traditionally Catwoman is a cat burglar and the penguin is a mob boss. Mm-hmm. But in Batman Returns, Catwoman's kind of a cat, and yeah. the penguin's quite literally a penguin. A human a penguin. penguin monster. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody has fond memories of, like, Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie. Um, and I cannot argue, like, those are iconic. Like, those, if those were in toy form, I would buy them. I have fond memories of being extremely excited about the movie. Um, it just, even as a kid, and I've watched it recently, as in, like, today... Mm-hmm. And I watched it a couple months ago, and I've probably watched it every couple years since I was seven years old. People tend to describe it as very dark. People are like, oh, Batman Returns is dark. And anytime I watch it, I feel like it's really silly. I don't find it to be It is silly, dark. yeah. It's sexual. It's like it a more sexual. adult. Like McDonald's pulled their like franchise like they didn't want to sell the toys or give away the toys with their Well, Happy there's meals. that weird line where like uh, Bruce Wayne is dancing. Uh, slow dancing with uh, Selena Kyle, and he says something about it being really hard. And she looks at him. She's like, "I'd say so." Dude, doesn't she like grab his dick at wow. one point when they're like up on top of the whatever before he knocks her off into all the litter? Like she, she does. puts his yeah. hand. Yeah. She totally she grabs it. Yeah. She... But then the next scene, she's like, "I'm gonna kill this guy." I'm like, "Why? You just grabbed his dick." So I don't really. Want I don't love the movie either. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it too. It's it's. I think I actually might like Batman and Robin more than Batman Returns. So Whoa. that's my stress. <laughs> Shots are fired. Um, here's the thing. I just. I don't hate the movie, but I don't have, like, the fun... Like, people seem to have a very fond memory. And I think it has to do with, like... Obviously, most males, a lot of males in our age bracket... I mean, you cannot deny. Michelle Pfeiffer looks really good as, like, Catwoman. Like, that was, like, a big, like, iconic, like, female role as a, as a kid, as a seven You're talking sexual icons. We get it. Yeah. Right. You have them. But as far as, like, the movie goes, like, it just doesn't do it for me. I feel like the plot's kind of boring. I feel like it almost, play, like, all the set pieces are very, like, it feels very fake. It feels like nothing feels... It feels like a theatrical production because it feels small. Yeah, I just... In my mind. Yeah, I just... And... I don't know. I just, I don't have much more to say other than anytime people are talking about Batman Returns and I bring up how I don't like it, people tend to get mad at me. 
and I don't want them to get mad at me. I just want to say I don't really like it, and I, I that's my stress. Mm-hmm. Um, that is stressful, yeah. I, I just feel like how do I articulate it? You should do it in a Christopher Walken voice. No, I probably should. Please don't. Whoa. I regret Max Shrek. Uh, Don't do that. So here's a couple things. Here's a couple things off the bat. One, I don't understand the character of Max Shrek. Originally, that was supposed to be Harvey Dent, which would have made more sense. Just to have Mm -hmm. an actual, like, Batman character and not, like, a made-up one. Yeah, because I don't watch Batman movies for the businessmen or for the business side of anything. Because I hate (laughs) businessmen. But anyway. There you go. Um, I feel like... They like th- it's definitely a Tim Burton movie. Like, there's a lot of the Tim Burton aesthetics. Like, you've got like the carnival aspect and the abandoned, uh, you know, zoo, and like it's Christmas time. And like, there's times if you're flipping through the channels and you don't see Batman on screen, you might think it's like a different, like Edward Scissorhands or something. It feels, mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like a Batman movie. The first one really does. The first one uh, is like. The action's really good, and Michael Keaton's great in it, and the obviously Jack Nicholson's awesome, and, like, there's so many iconic, like, I don't remember, like, the only dialogue in this movie I ever remember is, like, Catwoman's, but, like, I don't remember, like, one thing Batman says in this movie, and it bums me out. You're right. Well, from yeah. what I read in that Hollywood Reporter article, like, he cut, Michael Keaton wanted... Or demanded that majority of his lines be cut because he thought that Batman wouldn't be quite so chatty. And also, I feel like the action in the movie suffered because, from what I read, the suit wasn't able to bend. Like, he couldn't turn his neck around, so he had to, like, finagle a way around it. And, like, that made it look a little bit more like he was lumbering and there was less, like... Also, the penguins at the end of the movie as, like missile projectiles to, like, bring the Gotham City down. That's a silly thing in and of itself, so it kind of takes away... There's... For as dark or whatever as people might say it is, like, it's actually kind of ridiculous and feels, like, not that far off from a Schumacher-verse, like, plot development by the end part of the movie. I think there's a little bit of revisionist history that says the first two Batmans are really dark and they're really great, and then Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are really terrible and over-the-top, and I just feel like... I feel like it's unfair to fit in Batman and Robin with Batman Forever, and I feel like it's unfair to fit in uh, Batman Returns with the first Batman. I feel like they're very, like, they just feel like very different movies to me. Mm-hmm. And that's my stress, because I want to like it more than I do. Every time I go to watch it, I'm like, I'm going to love it this time. I'm going to be super into it, and I'm just mm-hmm. not. Jake, what do you think? All right, here we go. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been... Now, I did we, – we had this on at the shop last week, and I wasn't able to, like, just sit and watch it. But we had it on. But besides that, it's been a while since I've gone through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I've always liked Batman Returns, and I, I agree with, with pretty much everything you've said. It is super silly. There, there, there are a couple things that are dark, but, yeah, it's not – I would never call it a dark movie. But I think the reason I've always liked it – is because I like Danny DeVito in it. And I think I think his penguin is super weird. I like I like everything about that character in this movie except and I noticed this when I got older. I didn't I, n- I never noticed when I was, you know, when you're young, you don't really know better. But I remember distinctly like the first time that I watched it again, you know, after growing up being like, "Whoa." Penguin is a creep. Like Penguin yeah, is he like he grabs that girl's entire he has, he has the, the he has some of the like sketchiest 
lines of dialogue I've ever. Letras? I'm like, whoa. I'm like, why is he saying? Why did Tim Burton? I'd write like to this? fill her void. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. That of was that. one where I was like, that he just bit a dude's nose off. Like you don't need to darken him even more. So like that was like so jarring shit. That so, stuff, yeah. yeah, that stuff I I didn't notice when I was little, and it bummed me yeah. out when I went back and watched it. Like because I remember always really liking the penguin, and I like that that version of the penguin is a penguin and he's weird and he's deformed and he's like super gross and creepy. I've always liked that version of the penguin, uh, you know, besides the version who's just like a mob boss, but that's Mm. that one thing going back and watching the movie and hearing the way he talks a lot is a little like, Oh fuck. Do I do like, do we like this? But I think overall, I think the movie's fine. I never, I never cared for Catwoman. In any in any of the movies that she's in, uh, I guess, yeah. which I guess is two, but right. Um, well, three. There's that movie, Catwoman. Whoa! <laughs> Do we true. even want to devote time to that? That's one? true. We're not. Gonna I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I think the penguin's so weird, and his whole like thing where he lives underground, and there's clowns down there with him, and like his big duck boat. I like the penguin. Yeah. Besides some of the things. Now, I will say this. That yeah. duck boat, when I remember seeing the first preview footage on Entertainment Tonight, and they showed the duck boat, yeah. I was into it. Yeah. I was like six You're years old. Boat, it's a great yeah. visual. And we There's can't... a lot of great visuals in the movie. There are some... I like the dark carnival stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that dark carnival? Dude, you know I like it. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> I love that shit. That's what reading the Dead Zone made me so happy because there was like a something wicked this way comes references throughout it, which is like one of my yeah. favorite fucking books. And dude, I just love it. It's twisted. It's weird. When I think about Batman Returns, there's a couple iconic things that stick in my head. One, the large McDonald's cups, the plastic ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had the whole set. I now was going I'm to jo- McDonald's now I want getting that. those extra large cups. Uh huh. Two. The back of the Batman cereal box mm-hmm. that had the entire lineup of Kenner toys, like the advertisement. Oh, boy. Because mm. no matter what I think about Batman Returns, no matter if I think it's overrated, underrated, great characters, terrible characters, whatever, that is a good toy line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a. Now, it's not. There's some weird stuff in that toy line, how, like, Catwoman is Catwoman from Batman Returns, and the Penguin is basically the Penguin from, like, the comic books. Yeah. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Um, it's almost like they probably went into production, like, two years before the movie started. Could be. Um, or they deemed him too scary, because that was a lot of the complaint, was that he was, like, Right, and he was pretty scary, and he wore those nasty... I find it hard to watch him when he's eating, like, the raw fish, and... Yeah. I read in that uh, article, too, that he used, like, a mouthwash with, like, food coloring in it that he would just squirt, like, in between takes to get, like, that oily, inky mouth. Ew. It's hard to look at. But, I mean, it's it's gross. Another which... thing in that article that was great was that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer actually put that bird in her mouth. Yeah. And Ew. she, like, didn't think about it till after the fact that that was really weird and dangerous. Yeah. Um, but so the anyways. penguins had it easy, at least. Oh, those penguins. They had, like, refrigerated uh, changing rooms and stuff. That was really funny. So in this article on Hollywood Reporter, they talked about how, like, it was extremely cold on set with the penguins, and everybody was mm-hmm. bitching about it, except for Danny DeVito, because he had, like, so much prosthetics on that he was still and hot. that padded seat. Even though everybody else was, like, freezing. Um, so, good toy line. That first Kenner Batcave was great. Um, 
And when it comes to Batman Returns, like, it's a movie I'm still going to watch. And I like Michael Keaton so much as Batman. I think it just bums me out that he's he's really not... It doesn't feel like a Batman movie. It almost feels more like a Penguin Catwoman movie. Yeah. Right. With cameos by Batman. Um, and I think I'll always be bummed that, like, we didn't get more Michael Keaton after that. Because he's really good mm-hmm. in that role. And it's just a major part of my childhood. And it just... I wish... I don't know. I wish we could. I wish it. I wish Batman Returns was a little better. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I, I wish there was more yeah. Batman in it. I would I agree. Wish there was more Batman. Um, but like those characters' performances, like you when you think, like, I, you can make an argument that Danny DeVito's Penguin is as iconic as Jack Nicholson's Joker, just from like, mm-hmm. just from looking at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not as likable or no. charismatic no. necessarily. So that's my stress. That's my Batman Returns stress. Deal with it. It's, and good I would also, it's, it's good stress to have. Uh, there's going to be some commentary on this. We're getting some comments. Um, it was also the 20th anniversary this week of uh, Batman and Robin. Yes, yeah, so go watch that. I was looking forward to watching Batman and Robin after I finished Batman Returns because wow. it's like a little more joyful. I know, I know. It's here's the difference. I don't think it's I don't think I would ever watch as, like. Even though I don't say, even though I don't think Batman Returns is like you know, it's not the greatest. I don't think I would ever choose to watch the Batman other two over yeah or or, or forever. forever over Batman just, Returns those movies have a special so, place I in my heart I love Batman Forever but yeah I do too it's a whole other episode yeah, it, Bat- it, it Bat- is yeah I'd have to go okay. back and watch it again oh I did watch it so many times here's the but. thing here's the thing about Batman and Robin Batman and Robin has gotten to like it wasn't like this at first because when it first came out we were just talking about this earlier it was a serious movie. This wasn't like a joke movie. This wasn't like it's a it's so bad it's good. This was just the next Batman movie. Huge budget. Arnold Schwarzenegger, top billing. He got paid like $25 million. The whole cast doing interviews on Oprah. This was a huge deal. The movie's garbage and a half. George mm-hmm. Clooney is awful. Mm-hmm. He's so bad. Mm-hmm. Chris O'Donnell's acting skills dropped exponentially between Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah. Uma Thurman's a great actress. Just didn't it just wasn't good. But yeah. it's been twenty years and now when you watch it, it's finally at that point where it's like, oh, this is just a really bad movie and I'm enjoying myself watching it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like because it's just that bad. Now it is sad that it almost killed the Batman franchise. Mm-hmm. And Jake, do you know about like uh so while Batman and Robin was filming, Warner Brothers was super happy with what they were seeing. Yeah. So much so that they immediately greenlit the fifth Batman movie that was going to be oh, directed wow. by, by Joel Schumacher. Uh-huh. So listen to this. It was uh, Batman Triumphant was the name. Mm-hmm. Joel Schumacher, uh, he wanted to go a little bit darker, a little bit edgier because he kind of was – he knew how, you know – mainstream and gross and just product placement. They mentioned Pizza Hut within 10 seconds into Batman and Robin. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So he wanted to do something a little bit darker and it was going to be called Batman Triumphant. The main villains were going to be Harley Quinn played by Madonna Mm. and Nicolas Cage playing uh, Scarecrow. The Kiss of Death. I would have been into that. Tall failed superhero. The the big thing, there was going to be a scene where, you know, he puts his gas on uh on batman and he was going to hallucinate and see and he was going to encounter the joker again jack nicholson was going to come back oh wow um 
But as soon as Batman and Robin came out, they pulled the fucking plug on that thing. They're yeah. like, nope, wow. this movie is not happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of many Batman movies we will never see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we should do that episode one day, like all the Batman movies that were almost made. Because mm. I cannot wait to talk about Darren Aronofsky's year one. Oh. Have you guys ever read oh. about that shit? If not. No, I well, haven't. What's all that about? We won't go into too much detail. Basically, Darren Aronofsky was going to do Batman Year One, but he had a whole complete t- new take on it. Bruce Wayne was like a struggling mechanic. Okay. And uh, that's. Do I need to say anything more than that? Alfred takes care of the vehicles, guys. We know this. If no. someone were to fix one of these, no. They could- Al Alfred's name was like Al- Big Al, and it was like at Big Al's mechanics. Like wow. It was really I don't like this bizarro dream it was world. Oh, I'm not into stupid. it. Stupid. Um, but you know what? Batman and Robin was so bad that Warner Brothers was willing to do anything different at that point. Mm. Um, and it took, uh, you know, several years Nolan. and Christopher Nolan, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. So that's my stress. What do you guys think? And then it didn't last long, guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we got through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now look where we are now. All right, guys. Isn't Danny Elfman coming to do the uh, yes. Justice League soundtrack? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is yeah. crazy. Danny it, Elfman's going to do Do you the think tour. it could save the movie? All right, guys, real quick. <laughs> we're, we're running out of town. Uh, town. We're running out of town, guys. The last you'll see Right us. now, I'm on the Batman wiki. I want to read all of the differences. This is how we'll close out the show. The Batman Year One by Darren Aronofsky, who, if you guys don't know, he did... Uh, Black Swan. Yeah, Black Swan, Requiem for a Dream. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These were the plot points from this movie that didn't happen. Ready? Bruce Wayne's parents are shot. Bruce loses his fortune, becomes homeless. There you go. Alfred's Alfred's character was changed to an African-American man named Little Al who runs an auto repair shop. Little Al. Okay. Should I keep going? Yeah, I want to hear more. But yes. Bruce doesn't travel the world. He instead reads books on various types of combat and practices. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to go to the more interesting one so I don't bore everyone. Uh, Bruce uses mostly chemical-based weapons when fighting. Um, mm-hmm. Many key scenes from the comic are omitted. Because it was supposed to be based on the year one comic. Uh, there is a Batmobile in Batcave. Uh, Gordon's character would have been suicidal. Wait, what? What? Uh, yeah! And the best one, the Batmobile, Lincoln Continental. Nice. Oh, of got All right. So what do you guys think? That's just better. Should we see that? I, I, would, I can't mean, wait. I'd watch it. I'd go watch it. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to watch it. It might be, like, insane, but mm-hmm. why not? There's a bunch of concept art, too, so everybody oh, can check cool. that out in the Batman Witch. Uh, cool. cool. Well, we'll wrap it up there. That was our Batman stress, 25th yeah. anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yay. And happy 60th. Happy 60th. There you go. Yeah. All right, guys. So thank you, everybody, for joining. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, we covered a lot of ground. We're all over we the did. place. Yeah. A lot of stuff uh, tonight. Multiverse. Where's the multiverse? Yeah. Facebook.com. <laughs> it's, a word. it's a word we haven't said in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook.com slash yes have some cast. Don't forget to join our Facebook group, Yes Have Some Group Therapy. Uh-huh. Uh, and also Jump forget, on the couch. Just a couple days left in our Diamond Select giveaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Lego uh, Firehouse winner should have received their uh, prize this week, so hopefully we'll get some pictures up of that. Yeah. Film uh, that build. Yeah. 
You have fil- see it. We want to see a thousand pictures of you building it. Please. Every step. Every <laughs> single piece. Every piece. Put it on. Just take, take a, a picture, picture for every piece. Send, just DM us every single picture. Of Congratulations to Mikey. Um, and his daughter. And your daughter. That's very cool. Really cool. Y'all have fun. Uh, Twitter.com slash YHS podcast. Same with Instagram. And uh, find us on iTunes. Download the episode. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Give us stars. We'd like five stars, please. And that's all I got. And we love you. And we love you. Anything else before we sign off, guys? Nah. Nothing? Done. Nothing. Done. So done. More plot points from Batman movies? I think I'm good on those. I think... I think I could just, yeah, yeah. I, I could just make done. stuff up. You guys wouldn't know. <laughs> just make mm-hmm. stuff up, yeah. You wanna? Did you know in Christopher Nolan's first draft for Batman Begins, Alfred's name was uh, Anne. It was Anne <laughs> Hathaway, <laughs> which is weird because all right, I got nothing. All right, uh, everybody, we'll see you next week. We'll talk more about Ghostbusters. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll have a director for Han Solo. Yep. But we'll talk about that. And we're getting Kathleen Kennedy on for a fight. There you go. Night, y'all. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Later. Don't get fired from the Han Solo movie. I'm solo. I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo.